chronic kidney disease, EGFR, and classifications. Serum creatinine may not provide an accurate estimation or estimate of renal function due to different differences in muscles. For, for this reason, formulas were developed to help estimate the glomerular filtration rate, estimated glomerular filtration rate, or EGFR, the most common used formula in the modification of diet in renal disease equations, which use the following variables. Number one, serum creatinine. Number two, age. Number three, gender. And number four, ethnicity. Ethnicity. The factors will may affect the results like pregnancies and muscle masses, uh, like if it's uh, amputates or bodybuilders. Number three, eat and grid meat 12 hours prior to the sample being, take, being taken. Current kidney disease may classified according to GFR2. Stage one. Stage one is uh, the GFR range greater than. Uh, 90 milli per minute with uh, some sign of kidney damage on other tests. If all kidney tests are normal, there is no chronic kidney disease. Number two, or stage two of a chronic kidney disease, we will find the GFR range from 60 to 90 milli per minute with some sign of kidney damage. If kidney tests are normal, there is no chronic kidney disease. Stage three A in chronic kidney disease, we will find the GFR range from 45 to 59, or we can say from 45 to 60 milli per minute. There is a moderate reduction in kidney function. 3B from 30 to 3, 3P from 30 to 44 milli per minute, a moderate reduction in kidney function. Uh, stage 4 from chronic kidney disease, you will find the GFR range from 15 to 30 milli per minute with severe reduction in kidney function. And the last one is stage 5, you will find the GFR range less than 15 milli per minute and the estimated kidney failure. He, the patient we will find on dialysis or kidney transplant may be needed. Okay. Uh. Chronic kidney disease hypertension. The majority of patients with chronic kidney disease will require more than two drugs to treat hypertension. Is inhibitor as the first line and are particularly helpful in proteinuric renal like diabetic nephropathy as these drugs tend to reduce the filtration pressure. So, a small fall in a glomerular filtration pressure and rise in creatinine can be expected. Nice suggests that a decrease in the E or estimated GFR of up to 25% or a rise in the creatinine of up to 30% is acceptable, although any rise should be promoted careful monitoring and exclusive of other causes like non-sovular antibiotic drugs arise greater than this may indicate underlying renovascular disease. Furosemide is useful as uh, antihypertensive in patients with chronic kidney disease, particularly when the GFR falls to below 45 milli per minute. It has the added benefit of lowering serum potassium. High doses are usually required if the patients become at risk of dehydration like uh, gastroenteritis, then consideration should be given to temporarily stopping the drugs. Some guidance suggests a lower cutoff less than 30 milli per, uh, 30 milli per minute of an estimated glomerular filtration rate. Chronic kidney disease anemia. Patients with chronic kidney disease may develop anemia due to a variety of factors, the most significant of which is reduced erythropoietin level. This is usually a normal chromic normocytic anemia and becomes becomes apparent when the GFR is less than 35 milli per minute. Other causes of anemia should be considered if LGFR is more than 60 milli per minute. Anemia and chronic kidney disease predispose to the development of a left ventricular hypertrophy associated with a threefold increase in mortality in renal patients. So anemia and chronic kidney disease is common 
due to reduce in the erythropoietin level and it's um, usually normocytic normochromic anemia become apparent when the GFR is less than 35 milli per minute other causes of anemia should be considered when if the GFR is more than 60 milli per minute anemia and chronic kidney disease will boost development of left ventricular hypertrophy and this is associated with threefold increased mortality in renal patients causes of anemia in renal failure number one reduce the erythropoietin level and this is the most significant factor number two reduce the erythropoiesis why due to toxic effect of uremia on bone marrow number three reduce the absorption of the iron number four anorexia or nausea due to uremia number five reduced renal cell survival especially in the hemodialysis number six blood loss due to capillary fragility and poor platelet function number seven stress ulceration leading to chronic blood loss management uh, the 2011 nice guidelines suggest that target hemoglobin is 10 to 12 gram per deciliter Number two, determination and optimization of iron status should be carried out prior to the administration of erythropoiesis stimulating agents. Many patients, especially those on hemodialysis, will require IV iron. Uh, estimated uh, sorry, erythropoiesis stimulating agents like erythropoietin and darbiobutin should be used in those who are likely to benefit in terms of quality of life and physical function. Uh, chronic kidney disease, proteinuria. Proteinuria is an important marker for chronic, of chronic kidney disease, especially of diabetic nephropathy. Let's recommend using albumin creatinine ratio ACR in preference to the protein creatinine ratio PCR. When identifying patients with proteinuria, as it has a greater sensitivity uh, for quantification and monitoring of proteinuria. Uh, PCR, which so means protein, protein creatinine ratio, can be used as an alternative. Also, the albumin creatinine ratio is recommended in diabetics. Urinary agent strips are not recommended unless they express the result of albumin creatinine ratio. Approximate equivalent values uh, albumin creatinine ratios will be 30. PCR uh, uh, will be 50. Urinary protein execution, gram per 20 hour, be 0.5. If the albumin creatinine ratio will be 70, the PCR will be 100, and urinary protein execution will be 1 gram per 24 hours. Collecting an ACR sample or albumin creatinine ratio sample, how it will be done by collecting a spot sample, it avoids the need to collect urine over 24 hours prior a period in order to detect or quantify proteinuria. So, collection of a uh, collection NEC or sample by collecting a spot sample, it avoids the need to collect urine uh, over 24 hour period in order to detect or quantify proteinuria. Number two should be first pass morning urine specimen. Number three, if the initial ACR is between 3 milligram per millimole and 70 milligram per millimole, this should be confirmed by a subsequently early morning sample. If the initial ACR is 70 milligram millimole or more a repeated sample needed to be tested interpreting the ACR results in nice uh, guidelines state regard a confirmed ECR of 3 milligram per millimole or more as clinically important proteinuria nice recommendation for reference to nephrologist if one number one urinary albumin creatinine ratio of 70 milligram per millimole or more unless known to be caused by diabetics and already appropriately treated number two urinary ECR of 30 milligram per millimole or more together with persistence hematuria two out of three dipstectasis should plus one or more of blood after exclusion of urinary tract infection number three you can consider refer to nephrologist for people with an ecr between three to 
29 mg per millimole who have persistence hematuria and other risk factors such as decline, declining ischemic glomerular filtration rate or cardiovascular disease. So, when you will refer to nephrologist if it's nephrologist. If it's a pretunary, pretunary, we consider pretunary F3 or more. So we will refer to nephrologist if number one urinary albumin creatinine ratio of 70 mg per millimole or more, unless known to be by diabetes and properly treated. Number two urinary ACR of three uh, of 30, 30 mg per millimole or more together with persistent hematuria. Uh, what's mean, what's, what is mean by present hematuria? It's two out of three diabetic tests shows plus one or more of blood after execution of urinary tract infection. And you can consider the serotonin for for people with ACR between 3 to 29 or you can see 3 to 30 milligram per millimole who have persistent hematuria and other risk factors like declining estimated glomerular filtration rate or cardiovascular disease. Uh, and we will talk about frequency of monitoring EGFR number of times per day per year by estimated glomerular filtration rate and the uh, albumin creatinine ratio categorized for people with or at risk of chronic kidney disease. If G1, infiltration rate G1, it will be more or equal 90 normal and 90, so it's normal and high. ECR will be um, less than 3, so it will be less than or more, less than or equal 1. E2, 1 will greatly increase, severely increased if more than 1. Uh, G2 from 60 to 89, you can see from 60 to 90. Mild reduction of to normal range of young adult, uh, ECR less than or equal 1. A2 moderately increased 1. Uh, A3 severely increased more than or equal 1. G3, this is, yeah, G3 A45 to 59, so you can see 45 to 60 months reduction, ECR 1. Uh, normal or mildly increased A21 and uh, A32. Uh, G3B is 32.44, moderate to CV reduction, ACR uh, less than or equal to A22, A3 plus, uh, more than or equal to G4152, 30 CV reduction, ACR2, A22, A33. G5 less than 15, kidney failure, ACR4, A2 equal or more than 4, A3 equal or more than 4. Bone disease and chronic kidney diseases. Basic problems in chronic kidney disease. Number 1, uh, is due to number 1, low vitamin D, which uh, is 1-alpha hydroxylation normally occurs in the kidney. So the kidney transforms the inactive vitamin D to active vitamin D. Number two, due to high phosphate. Number three, low calcium due to lack of vitamin D and high phosphate. Last one is secondary hyperparathyroidism. Hyperparathyroidism is occurred due to low calcium and high phosphate and low vitamin D. Several clinical manifestations may occur. Number one, ostitis, ostitis, fibrosa, cystica, <coughs> as known as hyperparathyroidism. Good is number two, a dynamic. Uh, reduction in cellular activity, both osteoclasts and osteoclasts in bone, and maybe due to over-treatment with vitamin D, number 3, osteomalacia, due to low vitamin D, number 4, osteosclerosis, and number 5, osteoporosis. Uh, so, bone disease and chronic kidney disease, basic problem in chronic kidney disease, due to low vitamin D, as 1-alpha hydroxylation normally occurs in the kidney, 
نمبر 2 هاي فوسفيت نمبر 3 لو كالسيوم سو لو فيتامين دي ان لو كالسيوم ان هاي فوسفيت لو كالسيوم ديو تو لاك اوف فيتامين دي ان ديو تو هاي فوسفيت ام ساكن هيبر برا سايرو ديزم ديو تو لو كالسيوم ان لو فيتامين دي ان هاي فوسفيت سيبر كلينك ميتزم اوكي لايك نمبر 1 اوسيتيس فايبروزا سيستيكا از نون از هيبر برا ثيرزم وون ديزيز نمبر 2 اي دايناميك ريدكشن ان سيلولر اكتيفيتي اوف بوس اوستيوبلاست ان اوستيوكلاستين بون مي بي ديو تو اوفر تريتمنت وز فيتامين دي نمبر 3 اوستيومالديشا ديو تو لو فيتامين دي نمبر 4 اوستيوسكلروزس نمبر 5 اوستيوبروزس كرونيك ديزيز مينرال بون ديزيز مانجمنت Pathophysiology basic problems in chronic kidney disease. Number alpha one, uh, one alpha hydroxylation normally occurs in the kidney. So, in chronic kidney disease, lead to low vitamin D. Number two, the kidney normally excretes phosphate. So, in chronic kidney disease, lead to high phosphate. This is in turn causes other problems like the high phosphate level drags calcium from the bone, resulting in osteomalacia. Low calcium due to lack of vitamin D and high phosphate. Second, the hyperparathyroidism due to low calcium, high phosphate, and low vitamin D. So, chronic kidney disease, mineral bone disease. Management of pathophysiology basic problem in chronic kidney disease. One alpha hydroxylation normally occurs in the kidney, so chronic kidney disease leads to low vitamin D. The kidney normally excreted phosphate, so in chronic kidney disease leads to high phosphate. This is in turn cause problems like number one, the high phosphate levels drags calcium from the bone, resulting in osteomalacia. Low calcium due to lack of vitamin D and high phosphate level. And secondary parathyroidism is due to low calcium, high phosphate, and low vitamin D. Management. Uh, the aim uh, is to reduce the phosphate and parathyroid hormone levels so overview reduction Reduce the dietary intake of phosphate as a first line of management number two phosphate binders number three vitamin D like alpha uh, alpha calcidol or calcitirol number uh, four parathyroidect may be needed in some cases so to treatment or to treat low vitamin D and mineral disease uh, in chronic disease we should reduce the dietary intake of phosphate as the first line of treatment number two phos- give phosphate binders number three vitamin D like alpha calcidol calcidol or calcitirol and parathyroidectomy may be needed phosphate binders phosphate binders is like one aluminium based binders are less commonly used now number two calcium based binders uh, and um, the calcium based binders problems include hypercalcemia and vascular calcification. Civilamine, uh, civilamine is a non calcium based binder. This is now increasingly, increasingly used binds to dietary phosphate and prevent its absorption. Also, appears to have other beneficial effects, uh, including reduction in uric acid levels and improving lipid profile of the with chronic kidney disease. So, uh, treatment reduction dietary intake of phosphate is the first line of treatment. Number two, phosphate binders. Number three, vitamin D and parathyroidectomy. Phosphate binders, like aluminium based binders, but now it's less commonly used. Number two, calcium based binders. Number three, uh, and we have to say that in previous problem, including hypercalcemia and vascular calcification. Civilamir, civilamir is a non-calcium based binder that is now increasingly used by dietary phosphate and to prevent its absorption. It so appears to have other beneficial effects, including reducing uric acid level and improving lipid profile besides chronic kidney disease. Calciphylaxis. Calciphylaxis is a rare complication of the end-stage renal failure. The underlying mechanism is not clear. However, it results in deposition of calcium within the arterioles, causing microvascular occlusion and necrosis of the supplied tissues. The, it most commonly affects the skin and presents with painful necrotic skin lesions. The risk of developing calciphylaxis is linked with hypercalcemia, hyperphosphatemia, and hyperparathyroidism. 
Warfarin is widely reported as causing or excessive pain in the calcium phylaxis in high-risk patients. However, the underlying mechanism is not known. Treatment of calcium phylaxis is focused on reducing the calcium and phosphate level, controlling hyperparathyroidism, and avoiding contributing drugs such as warfarin and calcium-containing components. Chronic kidney diseases causes common causes of chronic kidney disease like diabetic nephropathy and number two chronic glomerular nephritis number three chronic nephritis number four hypertension number five adult polycystic kidney disease. The focal segmental glomerulosclerosis is a disease in which scar tissue develops on the parts of the kidneys that filters waste from the blood or from the glomeruli. Focal segmental glomerulosclerosis is a cause of nephrotic syndrome and chronic kidney disease generally present in young adults causes number one idiopathic number two secondary two other renal uh, pathology like immunoglobulin A nephropathy or reflux nephropathy number three HIV number four heroin number five Albert, uh, Albert syndrome it's a damage in the tiny blood vessels in the kidney number six sickle cell anemia. Focal segmental glomerulosclerosis is noted for having high recurrence rate in renal transplantations. Investigations in biopsy will find focal segmental sclerosis and hyalinosis on the light microscope and on electron microscope we will find effacement of the foot process management steroid plus or minus immunosuppressant prognosis untreated focal segmental glomerulosclerosis has less than 10 percent chance of spontaneous remission